Hey, Dad, can I get a dollar? A dollar? A dollar? Man, I got you. Come on. What's up, guys? Welcome to Dad. Can I get a dollar? It's your boy Gray and your boy Bizzle, and we are in the house on a Sunday, a beautiful day. Hope you guys had a great week. We had a great week, and you know we're starting off this week with the podcast. So, what better way to do that? But let's take care of some uh, church announcements. Again, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Anchor. And now, Castle Box. So, subscribe, spread the word, and uh, come check us out um, on those uh, platforms that we are available. Uh, again, you can send us an email at dadcanigetadollar at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. We will read it on the show and give you a shout out. So, I uh, just want to take care of those church announcements. But, Bizzle. How was your week, bro? Well, it was pretty cool. We had EOGs, which was very less stressful. It wasn't hard at all. Oh. I'm going to say the math was very easy, especially the calculator part, for oh. obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. Okay. The EOGs um, is the end of grade test that the state of North Carolina administers uh, to test your uh, academic level, I guess. And they do that for... What grades? Bizzle. Third grade? Fourth grade? Third grade is fifth. Third, fourth, fifth grades. I think that they, they do this test every year. So it's a big thing because that's what, uh, you know, the teachers are judged by, the students are judged by. And, uh, you know, we got to start that path of standardized testing, you know, and uh, what better way to do that in the fourth grade and get you ready. But, um, you know, we put a lot of uh, working to a training and preparing. So, Bizzle, you know, you felt like you were ready to go uh, with the with the EOGs. Yeah. So break it down to it. So the first day, the first uh, was Tuesday, right? Yeah. Tuesday. So what was the uh, subject matter on Tuesday? It was a uh, reading. Reading comprehension, right? Yeah. Okay, break it down for us. So what was it about? So it was basically like you just had to read like these stories. There's only like four of them because then we have like about like 11 questions on like all of them except for one, which is like 10. And they were relatively short stories except for this one that went on for three and a half pages, which is a lot for EOG books. Mm-hmm. Now, none of the books were interesting. I just read through them and, you know, answered the questions. I didn't really think about the answers more than needed. Did you did you feel like you were prepared for the reading uh, portion of the EOGs? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Was that um, 
work that you put in at home or was it school or the combination? What was it that you felt, you know, got you ready and prepared for the, the reading comprehension of EOG? I think it was just mostly for school because, well, we've just all we've done from like, this is like from kindergarten, first grade, mm-hmm. it's just reading and reading. So it gets pretty easy. Yeah. So it's like, you know, ingrained in you to read, 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 comprehension, understand the stories, finding the main points and being able to answer the questions correctly. Do you feel like with this particular year, G, you were, you know, confident, you were calm? Were you, was there any anxiety or anything like that? Yes, there was anxiety, but it wasn't during the test. Oh, okay. So breaking down, so the anxiety part, when did it come? Like after the test, because I was like, come on, like everyone's finished, and why don't we still have to wait another hour and 30 minutes? Okay. So you finished your part pretty, you know, pretty quickly. You still had time left. Yeah. Okay. So what were you anxious about then since you, you were just, well? I was just like, I was just like, this was the day that my, like, tooth came out, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, like, my tooth was hurting and everything. I had to go to the bathroom. I was like, this is the worst situation I could ever be in. Man, so you, you had some adversity. Toothache, stress of a test, but you, you got it done. So, that's good, man. That's uh, I'm very proud of you that you handled that situation. A lot of folks could have been like, oh, man, I can't do it, man. My, my mouth hurt. My teeth hurt. I can't concentrate. So what helped you concentrate? Uh, the fact that I basically had I basically had to do everything that I could to pull out my tooth, but not pulling it out, just to get it loose enough so that it wouldn't take all of my strength to pull it out and just instead for it to just go like and pop off. Okay. And so once you did that, you was good to go to take the test. I had already finished the test. Yeah, already fin- So did it bother you while you were doing the test? No. Okay, so you were just like, uh, I'm gonna go and knock this out, and then once I'm finished, I'm pulling this tooth out. Yes. Okay, so that was Tuesday. So what about Wednesday? That was the math portion. Now the math portion we've been practicing at home um, because Bizzle uh, math has been a, a, a tricky subject. He knows his stuff. He does pretty well, but then there's some things that he will. Uh, you know, kind of need more assistance with, more help in. So that's the areas that we focus on. So how did you feel about the math portion of the EOG? Like, so it was a lot easier than I thought. It started out with some stuff like 1,760 minus, like, I don't know, 576. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically what... That's basically it. what it was. That's how easy it was. I'm still surprised how some people took the whole three hours and still needed more time. I mean, like, they weren't even on the on the second part of it. Yeah, you know, some folks, when they do take a test, they want to, uh, you know, kind of look through their work. They may second guess their work. Um, so, you know, everyone has a different, you know, pace that they work. So, you know, it, it does happen. But the main thing is when you write those answers down, you circle that bubble, you feel confident that, you know, this is the right answer and you feel good about that. Did you? So you felt that way with um, with that math portion? 
Yes, indeed. I was very confident. Oh, good. So even though that was an area that you needed to work on, that you've been practicing, and when the day of the test, you was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, it was like the schoolwork was harder than the EOG. EOG, okay. So it's like, that's a, I think that's really good to kind of push yourself to like do the harder work, uh, build your build your level up. So when you do take the exam, you're like, oh, this is I've worked harder. I've trained harder than what the actual test is. So um, you can walk out of there pretty, pretty confident that you did your thing. So um, so how does it feel now you have completed the EOGs because you've been gearing towards the EOG since like the first day of school this year? You are finished it. You know, you finished the EOGs. So what's now? Like, what's next? You know, how do you feel now? Very happy. Very, just very happy. I can't explain how joyous I am right now. So, I mean, it's just like I, I finished the big test. Now we're just like not doing anything. We're just like, um, I don't know. We're just like, teachers like, Y'all do whatever. Just don't yell. Yeah. So now you reach the part of the school year where you can just cruising and he's like, let's just hold on to the last day of school, which is like June the fifth or six? Six. Six. It's on a Wednesday, right? So um so whatever June the fifth is, don't quote us on that guys. But um but man, so last thoughts. So EOG's finished. You feel good because the you know next week or so you're just chilling. How would you rate your overall school year? Uh, fourth grade, you know, big year. So how would you, how would you cap, you know, cap your fourth grade year? Three out of ten. Three out of ten? Yes. Why three out of ten? Good gracious, but, man. No, our teacher left us. Now I have a teacher <laughs> that doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. And that is, uh, you know, that does happen. That can happen uh, with business situations. That teacher actually got a job outside of the school system and left during a year, basically maybe three weeks before the EOG. So they kind of put their classroom in a in a tight um, crunch with substitute teachers and being um, split up into other classrooms, like other fourth grade teachers' classrooms. So. That can be kind of, uh, you know, hard on students that when you have that abrupt change like that. But I, I really commend Bizzle and all his classmates for, you know, really sticking through it. But uh, three. OK, besides that, I mean, I mean, you did have a good school year, right? <laughs> yeah. You just dropped it down so low because of the teacher. Leave. She well, was a really good teacher, too. I really liked her. Uh, she was really engaged with. Uh, the parents and letting them know about the work that they were doing. And, um, but, you know, she made a decision. So she made a business decision that, you know, she needed to leave. So, you know, you know, that's, that's how it goes sometimes, but I'm glad you did well. Uh, we'll get the results soon. I'm glad you, you did well. I know you did well because you worked hard, you trained hard, you practiced, you studied. So we can't wait to get those results and then we'll come back. And celebrate with, I don't know, maybe more games. Oh, let the people know I did come through with uh, the game, didn't I? Because because yes. we had a surprise. I was like, uh, was it the last episode? Was it week? It was like the episode yeah, before it was that. a week before. Yeah, this week. Yeah, 
Because I was like, you know what? You're going to get a new game because we got the Nintendo Switch for his birthday. He's like, what? I can't believe it. So, yeah, I did follow through. I didn't just say it just to say it on the podcast. I actually did it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. You said something about this podcast. but I'm not <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. So, again, uh, very proud of you, Bizzle. Um, EOG school year. And we'll keep pushing, man. Next year, fifth grade. One more grade, uh, you know to go before you get into middle school and then we're talking about whoo being a teenager for real man what i'm gonna do y'all my guy's growing up but uh very proud of your son and uh we'll do it again feel great keep it rolling oh, okay oh, okay any final words for the eog dab dab and we out What's up, guys? It's your boy, Greg. And Bizzle. And our next segment is another game. You know, we like to uh, have a little fun. And um, we're going to do a, a last week we did word association game. So today's uh, new game, insert game show music. Do, 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 do. If you had. So I'm going to ask Bizzle a series of questions. If you had, and he's going to give us a response and let us know how creative he can be. So, Bizzle, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. The first question in the if you had game. Bizzle, if you had 15 minutes in a Publix grocery store, what would you get? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so first off, it will be a... Some ice cream sandwiches, some eggs, maybe some toasted jam. Um, hmm. What is what is those things called? Um, those corn dogs, some corn dogs, a bag of Doritos, one of those big bags of Doritos, Rice Krispies, milk, and sugar. Mm, okay. That's a pretty extensive list. I mean, are you gonna have any meat up in there? I mean, any hamburgers, any ribs, any fish, or anything like that? Yes, I would already have them. You already have that. So that's what you grab in 15 minutes at Publix. Yeah. Then, were, I'll, then I'll come back. You'll come back. You only that's what I'm saying. You only got 15 minutes. You got the grocery cart and go. And that so that's what you said, that's what you're gonna get. Yes. Okay. It reminds me of that game show called Supermarket Sweep that used to come on and you had the contestants and they would it would be three contestants, and they would say, all right, on your mark, go. And they would run through the grocery store getting different items to fill up their car. And the winner was the uh, contestant who um, came back to the restaurant with the highest total of groceries. So it was so much fun watching them because I remember, like, yelling at the TV, go to the uh, go to the meat section, get the big meats. And the other person would go, like, to the um, deli, like, go to the fruit section or something and like what are you doing the other person would go get like expensive 
dog food. Like, they would go all over the place. It was a fun game. I really, you know, all these reboots that they doing, they should reboot that game. Supermarket Sweep. All my 90s babies, you know, y'all 80s babies, y'all know that that show. We used to watch it. When, uh, your mama, your mama, uh, you know, gave you the TV. The baby, the, the TV was your babysitter. <laughs> like, don't. There's some food in the kitchen. Don't open the door for anybody, and you just watch TV all day. But that was a good show, and so that reminded me of that game, Supermarket Sweep. So, if you had 15 minutes in public, Mayor Bizzle basically said he's going to get a whole bunch of junk food, and I don't blame him because I probably be right there with him. Hey, throw some read, throw some uh, Oreos in there, dog. All right. Second question. If I had, if you had, Bizzle. All right. If you had won the Powerball, what would be your first purchase? Okay, so that depends on how much the Powerball is. Powerball, let's say, is a hundred million dollars. First off, V bucks. V bucks for. Fortnite. Yes. B bucks for Fortnite. So you won a hundred million dollars in the Powerball. So you're immediately thinking about Fortnite. Yes. You really love this game. Yes. So what about? Okay, all right. This is your. This is your. You know, this is your game. So, uh, V. So how how many V bucks would you buy for Fortnite once you, you know, got the money from the Powerball? $100 million. Hmm. Probably about a small loan of $5 million. $5 million V-Bucks. Okay. And what would that, tra- I mean, in real dollars, is that what, about $50,000, I guess? How much would that be? Um, yeah, around that. I'm going to go convert that. I'll be right back. Okay. He's going to do some math. Like, do the computing uh, noise. But Man, that would be a lot of V bucks if you had. You're not gonna spend your whole hundred million dollars on the Fortnite, are you? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> what about houses and cars and you know? I mean, you can buy a, you can buy a video <laughs> you can buy a video game company and they can make a personalized game you know that you want. What do you think about that? Cool. Cool. So. All right. What what else? You want a hundred billion? I mean, a million dollars in Powerball. What else you got? Uh, that'll be a new house, so I can move out of dad's. Oh wow, he's already to move out with a. I think you could move out with a hundred million. You might could. You might could find something with a hundred million. Well, I mean, with this hundred million, I mean, can I like? Can I get a piece? Can I get at least a couple of dollars? Can, son, can I get a dollar? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll be like, son, can I get like a hundred thousand? Can I at least get a hundred G's? You don't get twenty. No. What? Okay, you heard it here, right here. So when Bizzle wins a hundred million dollar Powerball, he said, Dad, you got twenty. Oh, hey, twenty, twenty million. Hey, I can, I can work with twenty. I wouldn't even take 20. You know what I would take? I would say, son, just give me a cool million and you just take care of yourself. You know, invest wisely, save your money. Just give just give dad a cool million. I'll be okay. I'll hold it down. But I really I really appreciate that 20 million. But I wouldn't I couldn't even take it. Would you take it, guys? Would y'all take that 20 million from your from your child? 
I don't know. I, out of a hundred million, he gives me twenty. That's a lot. I would just say, just give me a million. How about five? Just give me five. Sure. Five, yeah. Put five on it, and then we can work with that. Okay. I ain't gonna take all your money, bro. You know, because we have to. We have to come up with it. What would be the name of our new podcast if we won a hundred million dollars in the Powerball? <laughs> Son, can I get a dollar? Son, son, let me holler at you for a second. Be, let me holler at you. That would be the name of the new podcast. It'd be like every week. Son, let me holler at you. I saw this. I saw this Bugatti. You know what I'm saying? I saw this Lamborghini. I saw this uh, ranch house with horses. You know what I'm saying? I, I want. I want it all, bro. <laughs> we would. Uh, we would definitely do some big things with 100 million. So, we wouldn't have to work one day of our lives, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we would not work. We would uh, save wisely, invest our money where we could, um, you know, live off of like interest, income, and that would be a great feeling, man, to be able to do whatever you want. It's like, hey, man, let's do it. You want to go to the Bahamas? Let's go. You want to go to Hawaii? Let's go. You want to go to Singapore, let's go. You want to go to Australia? You want to go to Tokyo? Like, let's go. You want to buy a car? Canada. Canada, T dot, Vancouver, you know, wherever. So, when Bizzle wins his hundred million dollars, or if I win it, you know, we'll still do the podcast, but we will rename it. Um, we will have illustrious guests. <laughs> We're gonna with a hundred million, we might can get whoever who who would you who would you want to be the special guest of our new podcast once we won a hundred million dollars? That's a hard one. And you got a hundred million, we can I mean we can book anybody. Brian Scalabri. Brian Scalabri, man. <laughs> man, we can get him for about a cheese sandwich and, and about twenty dollars, man. <laughs> Look, we might can get your boy Andrew Wiggins, Minnesota Timberwolves. We can, he could come through. Okay. You know we could look. Brian might come through. We might have to Mav Carter holler at us, man, uninterrupted. You know. Nah, man, you'll take the whole hundred million. Brian, what? You, I don't know. No, we could do. We could. We could form a partnership with Brian. You know, he has his company uninterrupted, and you know they host uh different programming and they have podcasts. So. You know, with our hundred million, we'd be like, Brian, let's team up, man. Let's link up. You know, we can uh, we can do something. Get us in the studio. You know, we can do something. Holler at us. You know, but until we get that hundred million, though, you know, we'll keep we'll keep grinding right here in the home studio. But as soon what as we do get you the- mean this is a million dollar studio. <laughs> this is, you're right. That's right. That's, I like that, son. You think big. That's right. You take advantage of your current situation. You you make it do what it do. That's right. We got a hundred million dollars situation right here. We got a top tier studio in the crib, home studio productions. <laughs> like in the basement or in the, something. That's right, in the basement. In the basement. We're doing it. Started from the bottom, now we're here. You know what I'm saying? Dab on church, tabernacle. You know? Okay. I ran out of uh, I ran out of things to say. But okay. The last question, Bizzle, for the if you had game. All right. Bizzle, are you ready? Yes. I am prepared. Okay. Bizzle, if you had to decide to either stay in a hundred stay in your stay in your city 
that is going through 100 degree weather for five straight days or stay in your city that experiencing 12 inches of snow in one day. So 100 degrees for five straight days or one day of snow, 12 inches. Which one would you rather be in? Give me the 12 inches. Put down your pitchfork so I can explain. Okay. So you know if ice, you can shovel it up. But if it's just heat coming from the sun, you can't do anything about it. So you're just going to be dying, basically. So you want the snow. What about with the 100 degrees? You can't. The eight, I mean, we do have AC. We do have air conditioning. Um, but what if you need like to go shopping? You need to go out and buy something to eat. Yeah, but most of it, you go inside, though. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing out different things to consider. I mean, you you like what you like, you know, you made your your preference. Well, for me, only thing with 12 inches of snow, it can just snow for one day, but that 12 inches of snow is gonna be a problem for about a week because it's more than likely it's not gonna melt, it's gonna have ice, you're gonna be stuck, you can't move, everything's gonna be closed. With 100 degrees. It's going to be super hot, but you can still function. Like, think about the people who live in Phoenix, Arizona, you know? Like, they deal with 110, 112 degrees all summer, but they still, you know, survive and still make it. But it is hot. I mean, 100 degrees straight is hot. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's not a game. But mm, I think for me personally, I think I would choose 100 degrees. Cause that we've had here in North Carolina, we've had like six inches of snow, and it's been like trapped. You know, you you would think a blizzard hit us because people can't drive, everything's closed, um, schools are closed, so you're stuck in the house. You you get cabin fever, you get tired of everybody, and and you know, you're just like, man, I want to go outside. What's cabin fever? It's when you're like stuck in a place, you know, for a couple of days and you can't get out and you're just like, man, I want to get outside. I want to do something, but you can't because you're stuck inside. So that's that's cabin fever. So that cabin fever is real because I'm like, I'm, I like to get out. I like to get I like to be outside. So being stuck inside the house because it's snow and ice, man, it's tough. But I, I feel you, bro. I feel you. So um Bizzle said, "Give me, give you snow, and you like you like to you know go outside in the snow, snowball fights, build a snowman, all that stuff. So you like you you see the benefits of it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, the benefits of twelve inches snow. But see, I'm a I'm an adult, so that twelve inches snow is like, okay, how I'm gonna get to work? Do I gotta work from home? Oh man, why do I gotta?" Snubble the snow. Why I gotta get my car, you know, stuck out the ice? It's, it's a whole host of problems. But I feel you, Bizzle. So that was if you had to game, Bizzle. Appreciate, it, man. We will, um, we will do this game again. I like this, this little one-off scenario. So, um, if you had to choose, appreciate you.
What's up, guys? It's your boy Gray and Bizzle, and we are back. Bizzle, um, let's go back to earlier this week, man. You had a pretty big event this week. You had your flag football championship. This was a, a big deal, man. This was like the Super Bowl for flag football. You guys have been playing for um, about a month, a little over a month, and um, you reached the uh, your team reached the championship, and you faced a formidable foe, the um, the Panthers. You guys um, are the Jets, so this was a very uh, very interesting matchup because these were the two best teams in the league, and we got a pretty good game. So Bizzle, um, let us know, man. How was the championship game, man? Give us give us a rundown. Okay, so first, I don't know what's going through this coach's mind. We were never told this, but apparently you can have two wrestlers as long as they're on the cone. Now, I don't think this is a good idea because how are you supposed to throw the ball? Like, even if you do throw a short pass, there's going to be five people on one person. And and even if you try to throw a long one because, you know, <laughs> a long pass, it's, you can't set your feet because two people are trying to guard you, mm-hmm. and it's just really impossible. So it was tough from a strategic standpoint uh, because of this new wrinkle that the, the Panthers gave y'all in this championship game. Is that right? Yeah. So you felt like you didn't make the right adjustments in time to counter this move. Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, we couldn't. There was like five seconds left, and it was already the second half. Yeah, so they, they kind of saved it to, you know, save that at the end and really, you know, throw throw you guys off track. But um, it was a really good game. They, uh, Bizzle's team, the Jets, they did lose, but uh, the guys played hard. They played really, really hard. Um, it was back and forth, and the Panthers um, – they just made a couple more plays. That's all they did. They made a couple more plays. Um, they made uh, some some strategy, you know, strategic moves that, uh, like Bizzle mentioned, with the rushing two, that really kind of threw the offense off. But, uh, Bizzle, you did, you know, we got to give you a shout-out, my guy. You did score another touchdown. Uh, you took it to the house. Um I, w- I did have to get on him because when he was he, – he caught the pass and he was out. He was running, and there was a defender chasing after him. So Bills turns around, looks at him, gives him the peace sign <laughs> before he gets into the end zone. So he kind of was taunting him a little bit. Uh, I, you know, when you play, you want to just play hard. I'm I'm fine with the Tony. I mean, it was it it wasn't anything crazy, but I, I would like him to you know remember. You don't want to show anyone up. You want to you know celebrate with your team. You want to do well. You know you want to celebrate when you do well, but you don't want to kind of show anyone up. But Bizzle, there is a backstory behind it. 
why you did this. So, you know, give us give us that backstory on because I didn't notice I didn't find that out till after the game. And when it when it happened during the game, I didn't yell out during the game or nothing like that. I just kind of made a mental note to talk with him afterwards because, you know, people get upset and you're like, oh, you're trying to show my son up and all that. It was no it was no smoke like that. It wasn't no drama like that. But, you know, you always kind of got to be mindful, like, OK, how we want to play. But Bizzle, he did have a reason why he did it. So, uh, Bizzle, give us the, the backstory on why you uh, <laughs> you basically like T.O. out there, <laughs> Chad Ocho Cinco tool. So give us that story. OK, so this guy, mind you, he's caught like two passes this whole season, has scored any touchdown this season, right? He decides to call our team trash, all right? Even though he's the worst player on the field. Like, this man can't run more than a mile without getting tired, all right? Well, well, you, you, know, what I'm, you know what I mean. It's like, you know, I just had to do what I had to do, man. It was a one-on-one -on -one running situation. I, I just took off. He was out, y'all. He was gone. Let's say I know he was he was moving downhill. He was gone. I was like, yo, he taking that to the crib. Let's go. And then, and then he hit him with that peace sign. I, I was I was chuckling inside. I was hollering. <laughs> and everybody on the sideline was hollering too. But I tell you what though, those games are very fun. I you know, for the kids. They enjoy playing. But the parents though, I have to admit, like the parents, they take it that extra level with it. Like, they're out there, what are you doing? You need to get a man. You need to get a man. What are you doing, coach? I'm like, the, the kids just want to run and play and eat snacks after the game. They really, I mean, they want to win. I mean, they're at that level now at 10, at 9, 10, 11. You know, they want to win. They, you know, they're competitive. But it's not the end of the world for them. But the parents, man, they – they are really out there like it's Super Bowl, um, you know, Super Bowl 50, and they got money <laughs> in Vegas, you know, on who wins. Um, so that's one thing that you do have to, um, you know, deal with with youth sports as parents and how they interact with officials, with coaches, and with their own kids out there. It can, it can be kind of tough out there. I'm just like, y'all, I mean – you, you want them to learn the fundamentals of the game. You want them to have fun. You want them to uh, give 100% effort. But, you know, sometimes I think we can put too much pressure on them. You know, Bizzle, do you feel like I put too much pressure on you when you was out there? Nah. Okay. I want to make sure, I'm, you know, I'm always very clear with you that I want to support you, encourage you, but I don't want to ever pressure you like, you got to score. This is your life or death. If you don't score this touchdown, you know, I want to um, help you and in, improve in the areas that you want to, you know, but I'm not going to be trying to demean you and put you down. I've seen that with little kids, you know, and it's tough, you know. I just think back to, like, my dad, who was very encouraging. He was very supportive, but he was quiet as, as you know, you, you wouldn't even know he was there at the game because he would just fold his arms and he would just watch and observe. And then when the game was over, he would just talk to me about, okay, this is what I saw here. This is what you could have done better here. And that was it. You know, he wasn't demanding on me like that. He just basically, you know, said, hey, go out. When you do go out there, go out there and play hard. And, you know, that's 
That's the one requirement that you got to do. And that's, you know, basically what I tell Bizzle. Just, hey, you go out there, you play hard, you play for your teammates, and you, and you help each other. So uh, it was a fun season. It was a spring activity, you know, to do. Um, and uh, this is the second the second time Bizzle played flag football. He played it in the fall with the YMCA, and then this spring was with the, the, the city rec league, and it was it was it was more fun. You think it was more fun? Which league was more fun? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you for as a parent. You know, I have an idea, but which which league was more fun, the fall league or the spring league? I feel like this league was more fun. Well, I feel like I had better um, teammates in the fall. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Elaborate. Like I feel like maybe it was because we had more people. I just felt like I had more friends within my team. Oh, okay. Okay. So you felt like the chemistry was a little bit better with the fall team, the fall league team. Yes. Like y'all a little bit tight. And that happens in sports from year to year. Like when you play for a team, um, it just clicks. You know, sometimes it just clicks. And, you, you know, you guys get along well. You may, you know, do stuff afterwards. You know, it, it happens. You know, it happens from year to year. So I can I can definitely relate to that. Um, but what would you say about the spring team? Would you say that this team was more talented, like <laughs> skill-wise, or what? <laughs> yes, they were more talented. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, he had some guys that were uh, pretty – pretty uh pretty athletic out there so it was it was good to see that but i understand that you feel like the fall league team you had it was better chemistry but the spring team was more athletic and could do more so it happens you know every team is different so the main thing is did you have fun yes yes all right because if you didn't have fun that would be a real problem because uh, the words, there's nothing worse than seeing a kid out there and they're not having fun and they're just frustrated and the parents are frustrated and yelling at them. And it's really awkward scene. So I'm glad that um, you had a good year in playing football and, you know, you had uh, you had fun. So I'm glad of that. But one last thing about the flag football. Um, what do you what was the biggest takeaway from playing this season? Uh, what do you mean by takeaway? What's the biggest thing you learned this season from playing in flag football? Hmm, that's that's hard. That's 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 very hard. Um, one thing is I definitely scored more touchdowns this season. Mm-hmm. The spring season. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm, that's a hard one. Well, I'm not sure if I can really take anything away from it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you just played. You just were there. Uh, let me rephrase it. So, was there any lessons you learned from playing um, this spring season? It's okay not to be the best player on your team. Okay, that's okay. That's right. I mean, uh, everyone has a role. Everyone has a job to do. And if we're not the best, it's not. It's not. It's not um, the end of the world. And you're not the worst. Everyone played well on the team. And uh, so that's a good takeaway that, hey, I'm not the best, but I contributed, but I'm still going to give my effort and I'm not going to, you know, judge, you know, I'm not going to judge my performance against someone else. You know, you just do what you can do. And that's in life. You just do what you can do. You do what you're capable of and you don't have to worry about what the next man doing. You do what you do and you're going to be straight. You feel me? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, Bizzle, appreciate that flag football recap. So um, on to the next. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Gray. And your boy, Bizzle. And we want to thank you again for tuning in to Dad, Can I Get a Dollar podcast. We really appreciate you, um, you know, joining the party with us, man, having fun with us. Um, remember, our email address is dollar at gmail.com. All together, one word. Um, send us an email. Send us some feedback. Uh, we will shout you out on the show. Um, also, subscribe to Apple. You can subscribe to uh, Dad Can I Get a Dollar Podcast at Apple Podcast, Anchor, Google Play, Overcast, and now Castlebox. So we are available on those platforms. So govern yourself accordingly. Uh, Bizzle, I want to thank you again. Another one on the books. Um, how you feel? I feel amazed that we're, that we have eighty plays. Also, follow our Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, yes, there you go. Thank you. Um, I knew I forgot something. We have a Twitter account. Um, at Dad Dollar. So, um, you know, all folks who are on the uh, Twitterverse, you know. Follow us, man. You know, shoot. You know, shoot us a a mention and say, "Hey, I'm listening to the show. I appreciate what you guys do." But yeah, we are on Twitter. It's our official podcast Twitter account at Dad Dollar. And uh, so yeah, holla at us, man. Holla at us. I appreciate you, Bills, because I, I did forget to mention that in the church announcements. Bizzle, before we go in closing, we have two. Game seven matchups in the conference finals. If you would have told us at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the playoff season, heck, last week that we would be here with the Eastern Conference Finals tied at 3-3, Boston and the Cavs, Western Conference tied, 3-3 Warriors versus Rockets. You have LeBron James. LeBron James playing on the road in Boston at game seven. You have the Warriors, the defending champions, on the road, game seven. Man, I would have been like, I'll take it. So, Bizzle, we have the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. LeBron, the Cavs versus Boston, and the Celtics. Who you got, man? Boston, Houston Finals. Woo, he's calling it. He's uh, So you're sticking with the home team. So no road team will win this match in the Game 7 matchups. No. Okay. I mean, 
the odds are in your favor. I think if we, uh, you know, look at the the the, uh, the records of Game Seven matchups at home, the home team usually uh, does win. But do you trust those young Celtics to close out a series against LeBron James in a Game Seven matchup? He has been in a Game Seven matchup before in the finals. He has been down. 3-2, came back in Boston, you know, that game six matchup that he, he went off in, what year was that, 2000, uh, don't quote me, uh, but you got Boston. Yes, because Boston has a whole team, the Cavs have LeBron, which also stands for a starting lineup in about three bench players, but, but trust me. <laughs> That's what you got. Okay, and so last thing, Rockets and Warriors, so you know the Rockets are playing without Chris Paul, so you still going with the home team? Yes. Why? Three pointers. You feel like he's going to hit their threes and be able to hold off the defending champs on the road. Yes, this is at home, rather. This is victory plan. All right, on offense, sub in James Harden. On defense, sub him out for somebody. <laughs> That's it they can't. They can't. Is. They can't take James out like that. He's he's gonna play. He play. I think he played basically the whole game last night. So, um, but man, we'll see. It's gonna be a very fun matchup. Um, we hope we get a good game. I'm rooting for Boston. I'm rooting for not Boston. Excuse me. I'm rooting for the Cavs, and I'm rooting for. I guess I'm rooting for Golden State because I want to see Golden State Cavs in the finals. Like I just I want to see part four. I just want to see it. I think it'd be you know an exciting matchup. Um, you know to see if Bron can do it. You know, but you know you never know. That's why you got to play the games. So we will see. But Bizzle, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Um, I schedule next week, guys. Um, I'm going on vacation, so we may. Sneak in a podcast on Wednesday or Thursday. If you if we don't, then you're gonna, we're gonna take a week off and then we'll come back. So um, stay tuned. But Bizzle, my man, I love you. I love you too, Dave. All right, peace. Beach West.